we can work together so that everybody in the group is both getting the benefit of that advice mm -hmm. for their problems, but also getting the benefit of giving their own advice, of mm -hmm. sharing their own experiences. Uh, and, and I think that it's a, a much overlooked thing that giving someone else advice and helping someone else work through something is another really powerful way to learn about how to do things. Mm -hmm. And we'd see a lot of different opinions, a lot of different approaches, and we could talk through all of that. But in addition to that, at the same time, we still have Jason at the table and have your your input, your experience, so that you know if, say, the group is running off down the road on something they want to do, then you mm -hmm. can say, wait, you might want to think about permitting mm -hmm. or you know, whatever or the safety or legality. Whatever right? the real world caution is, mm -hmm. we still have that that wisdom. And in fact, another part of this is I think that there would definitely be a mentorship element of mm -hmm. this where uh, for little little day-to-day -day problems, just like your coaching people can call you mm -hmm. and let you know anytime they're having an issue. In the same way, all of these guys would have access to that. And if they call you and they need help with something that's a bigger picture item, we can always address that and figure out what to do with it. Um, but ultimately, I think that that sort of mentoring relationship is an important part of mm -hmm. this experience. Well, and the reason why we got into this business is because of the relationships. Absolutely. And so we're not in it for a quick buck. We're here to help people get better. Mm -hmm. we, we help people, we fix things. And the, the connections component is really uh, the deepest part of the Jetpack Leadership Cohort. Yep, absolutely. Welcome to The Critical Path with Mary and Jason, a podcast about business development, company culture, and loving the place you work just a little bit more. This is episode 30, and we are celebrating... I feel like we need some, like, kazoo buzzers or something. <laughs> I can edit it in, I guess. That just seems obnoxious. Yeah, it is. So we are celebrating with another scotch episode because yeah. 30 episodes, that's that, crazy. That means something. I know. We didn't even know if we were going to make a podcast when we started. Right. <laughs> we were like, let's do a couple episodes. Maybe See what we'll happens. keep doing it. Yeah. And then we stopped for, like, a year. And Remember then? That? We made, like, five episodes, and then there was, like, a year hiatus. Mm -hmm. But? Then we got back to it. And listenership missed. has gone crazy. It's true. We've yeah. missed a couple of weeks now. Mm -hmm. Well, no, we were on last. Well, yeah, last week was late. Mm -hmm. This week is on time. Yeah, we're back See, in. See, we're it. back in. We're it. back in it. Scotch us yeah. Woo! <laughs> there we go. So you can tell from the clink that that's a lowball glass. How is that different from? It's not like a like a china ching. It's not like teacups. Right. No, it's not teacups. It's scotch glass. Need a heavy bottom glass. It's the good scotch, too. Mm. We got down the, the arcade, quote-unquote, good scotch. Good scotch. Good scotch. Yeah. It's actually the Christmas scotch. That's what it is. It is. It is. It's even better. Even better. Yeah. Okay. Here so, we go. This week, we are going to be talking. So, we've been talking for a few episodes. I think everybody needs to get their jetpack on. Get your jetpacks Strap on. Strap in. Strap in. Let's get your jetpacks on. Let's yeah. go. So, the past few weeks, we've been talking about leadership. And last week, we talked about the qualities of leadership mm -hmm. and how to boost your leadership we, we talked about how to boost your leaders mm -hmm. so we talked about kind of the concept of how to bring leaders up in your organization so this week we are going to be talking about how we are going to start doing that for companies that we work with how we boost leaders how we are about to boost leaders mm -hmm. we've never boosted leaders this way before well not quite in this way not exactly in this yeah. format so we're really excited about it and you've been hearing us talk about it we're talking about the jetpack leadership cohort there we go 
So if you are in the Seattle area mm -hmm. and you're interested, or you have a leader that you're interested in boosting. If you're in the construction or construction adjacent industry world, yeah. world mm -hmm. uh, then this is something that you can give us a call and talk about and see if we can make space. If you're more comfortable, you can text. It's okay. No, you should call or email. Texting is not the best. You could FaceTime. For the so last week we talked about the uh, seven qualities of leadership. Mm -hmm. We did. So and this week we're kind of sketching out what our leadership cohort is going to look like. If So if you're local, then you can talk to us and actually be a part of this. But even if you're not local and you don't have access to actually be in the cohort, I think there's still some value. We always try to, to podcast about things that have value that aren't just commercials for what Arcade does. Mm -hmm. And this episode is going to skew a little more toward an arcade commercial than most, but I think there's still some value in understanding how we pull the working pieces together and what the important parts are of how we decided to teach these things. So we'll be talking about, what is it? The Jetpack. Cohort. Jetpack Leadership Cohort. You let me down. You left me hanging. You no, haven't you even just, had that much scotch you can, yet. You can edit that in. <laughs> Jetpack Leadership Cohort. Yeah, it's too Watch late. It. It's too late. No, it's edited in. <laughs> Only if I choose to edit it I, in. I, Mark, I edit it in. No, that's not, that's not how that works, Jason. Okay, so we had talked in the last episode about the three prongs of essentially teaching leadership. Mm -hmm. And the first one is the internal aspect, the internal qualities of being a leader. Mm -hmm. And the second is the mechanical aspect. This is managing the day-to-day, day-to-day development, day-to-day problem solving, mm -hmm. uh, and sort of coaching. Yep. And then the third piece is connections. It's being connected to people who are good at things. Mm -hmm. And so one of the core virtues of connections is you are greater than the sum of your parts. Absolutely. So when we create those connections with folks in the industry, it can really be a helpful game changer for us. A refresher, the qualities of leadership that we talked about were self-awareness, self-control. Empathy. Accountability. And that's team accountability, not just personal accountability. Trust. That's giving and winning. Giving trust. and inspiring trust. Mm -hmm. Communication. So that's listening. And, and talking. Talking. Uh, decisiveness, making a decision, mm -hmm. and finally being enthusiastic, enthusiastic, being positive, mm -hmm. being so, a cheerleader. Mm -hmm. So those are the seven qualities, and that that seven qualities model is kind of the focus of the first part of the cohort. So the we're gonna we're planning to meet twice a month for the cohort, and the first monthly meeting is what we're calling the monthly workshop session. So at the workshop session we will be focusing on each of those seven values. So it's going to be broken up over the year. Yep, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So basically, uh, another thing that, that I think is pretty interesting about the way that this goes together is that every single member of the cohort, we're going to start out by running uh, an assessment that's based on our own model. Of is this DISC? It's like DISC, which you don't want me to go down the DISC rabbit hole because... I have already shared with our listeners that DISC was actually invented by the guy who wrote Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. Because DISC is like having your very own like truth lasso. It is. The lasso of truth. Because yeah. he invented both DISC and the first lie detector, even though his lie detector didn't really work. But that's a, not the point. There's a great movie about him on Netflix. No, Hulu. 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 
Yeah. It's called uh, what William Marston and the Wonder Women. Mm-hmm. It's actually really good. But the point is, he invented disc, and that's not really the point. The point is, we invented our own thing that's mm-hmm. not disc. What's What's the name for it? Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, well, so I did. I did. So how about this? What about jetpack analysis? Well, so it is also, though, if we want to go like sciencey with it, mm-hmm. it is the centered scale uh, and that leadership analysis. It's a mouthful. Centered scale. And the reason that it's centered scale, and we'll get much more into mm-hmm. this at the sessions, is the idea that for every one of these qualities, you can underdo it mm-hmm. and you can overdo it. Yeah. You can be someone who never gives trust or you can be someone who gives trust much too quickly and easily. For every single one of those, there is a center that is the right place to be. It's a balance. And then there, it can hurt you on either extreme. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the focus of this, this analysis is for each one of those seven and actually nine qualities, again, because giving it or trust and communication break up, for each of those qualities, where do you fall on that scale? Mm-hmm. With a five being kind of the ideal, your most effective place. Yeah, the left jetpack thruster and the right jetpack thruster. Right. You'd be a mess. <laughs> you want to be centered. That's right. You want to be centered. Where your heart is. And so the results of this analysis are going to kind of give you a roadmap for how to interact with these sessions as we go. So that, you know, while we're talking about, say, giving trust, if you kind of analyzed yourself as being someone who had issues with giving trust too quickly, you would interact with that session differently than someone who self-analyzed as not being able to give that trust. Mm -hmm. So that for every session, every participant kind of has their own individualized uh, key on how to interact with this topic. And a bit of the time that we're spending, we're actually building cohesion between the cohort. Mm-hmm. Right, we're we're identifying with those folks who have the same struggles, and we're identifying with the folks who have the opposite struggle. And and using that that dynamic because mm-hmm. the people who are there who have scores that are similar to ours, and it will change from session to session. Because just because I'm challenged in the same way as you with trust, maybe we have a completely different challenge when it comes to uh, decisiveness. Mm-hmm. But every for every session, you're going to be kind of having those people who have those same challenges that you can commiserate with. And at the same time, on the other side of the room are the people who have the opposite challenge and they will be the people that you're playing games with in order to kind of pull toward the center. So after we've kind of identified and codified where everyone's skills are, strengths and weaknesses are, Mm -hmm. then we'll be moving through the qualities of leadership Mm -hmm. over the periods of the month Mm -hmm. and the first session of the month will be focused in team building and game play. And what is leadership? We're going to define leadership as a group and kind of figure out how does the group agree with or disagree with these seven qualities we've put together? Mm -hmm. What do they see as important? Uh, What matters? Where do they see themselves? All of those pieces. And then as we move through that session, uh, over the course of the year, we'll move toward the end and we'll be able to look back at where we started from and reevaluate, did we travel as far as we wanted to? How much further do we feel like we have to go? And and what changes have we made over the period of time? And I think as a group, redefine leadership at the end because 
the goal is that by the end of a year of focused work as a team, as a cohort on, on improving our leadership skills, they will likely have an entirely different view of mm -hmm. what a leader is and, and should be. And so it'll be really interesting to look at not just what that view is, that new view, but how has it changed and how has it grown? And one of my favorite parts about our training sessions are all of the aha moments that come out of it. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the parts I'm most excited about for the cohort is all of those aha moments over the period of a year. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And really watching them learn and grow and change as people and as mm -hmm. leaders. You know what would be cool? Hmm. If we have like a, like a treasure chest and every session, every time, that we anyone has what they would call a significant aha moment, then they write it down on an index card mm -hmm. and throw it into the chest. Mm -hmm. And then at the at the very end, at our kind of final graduation session, we can look through all of those aha moments and the dates they happened on and who who wrote them down. And it's kind of memories of it's things like a that happened. It's like a timeline. Mm -hmm. I think that would be really Ooh, fun. I have some ideas there. Do you? Stay tuned. Don't forget. Yeah. Uh, so another thing that I think I'd like to do with this format is I think I would like to have a different book mm -hmm. that we feel does a good job at, at starting the conversation about each of those different topics. So, so for example, this is not seven habits of highly effective people. No, no. And I mean, it could be a lot of things, though, because mm -hmm. it could be a nonfiction uh, it's going to be weird. Business development book, yeah. but it could also be fiction. It could yeah. be short stories. It could be anything. Who knows what it's going to be? Mm -hmm. But I'm going to decide in the workshop for the way that we want to approach this topic, what would be helpful. So, for example, we talk about Art of War in our Art of War series. Mm -hmm. We talk about Sun Tzu and Art of War. If you've read that, that's kind of interesting for you to be able to interact with that. If you haven't read it, we give you enough clips notes that you still know what we're talking about. When we say to you, Sun Tzu said, before you set foot on the battlefield, you should construct a perfect defense. Now, when we talk about that, you don't feel left out. You know what we're talking about. But I think a lot of the people we interact with would like to read more, mm -hmm. would like to talk to people about what they're reading, mm -hmm. and don't necessarily have that opportunity. So for every session, there'll be kind of a homework, an optional homework that is a book that you can read, and that book will figure into the topic, and we will be talking about it the following week, even though I also plan to kind of give the right Cliff's notes so that if we're talking about the book and you didn't read it, you'll still be able to participate in that. So I know some people are busy and it's already a lot to ask mm -hmm. the commitment of twice a month. Yeah. So if you don't have time to read and you don't read, you won't miss anything. But if you want to read more and you want to talk to people about what you're reading, it's a great opportunity to kind of take that, that chance to further your education. So then the second half of the month, so at our second meeting, we're going to be getting together in a peer group session mm -hmm. where we're talking a little bit about the reading, but we're also really diving into real-time problems mm -hmm. that people are experiencing on the day-to-day. -day. Yeah, I would think we'd probably be talking about the reading at the workshop sessions, mm -hmm. which we just talked about. And the workshop sessions are the ones that focus in on the seven values and mm -hmm. the workshops and the games. That's kind of the, the more academic, conceptual, mm -hmm. academic kind yep. of uh, how do you be a better leader. If, if uh, you watched The Sword and the Stone as a little kid. I did. Uh, Hope, hope a lot of us did. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, that's the uh, that could be the jetpack, sword in the stone, just sword in the stone. I mean, if you can think of some way to make that more arcade appropriate, mm. that's great. Do it. But otherwise, it's just sword in the stone. The so sword in the stone and Jarrett. <laughs> <laughs> can Can Jarrett pull the sword from the? Oh, you know he can. Well, I don't know. We're gonna have to find out. No, he definitely can. We, we don't know. Can we Can we play that game? <laughs> 
in the first session where everybody has to come in and we make oh, them try to pull the sword out of the That was just show. weird. Do you remember it? I we, do. We saw it at a, at a kid's birthday party. Yeah. I want to set it up just like that. And mm. I want to make everyone do it. But we'll talk more about that later. Okay. Sword and Stone. So the point is, the, the whole, the seven qualities, the being a leader, the workshop sessions, that is, do you have that like weird glow that would make it so that you could pull the sword out of the stone? I wouldn't call the glow weird. Well, you know, it's weird in Sword in the Stone okay. a little bit. All right. The movie. I mean, okay. Anyway, we're not anyway. going there. <laughs> Off topic. Off topic. That's that's for the outtakes. Mm. So if if that's that's what that meeting is about. So let's say I, I don't know what night of the week. Let's say we do this Tuesday nights, Tuesday afternoons. So then maybe the second Tuesday is the workshop session. So then the fourth Tuesday is the peer group session. Mm -hmm. So at the peer group session, this is where the focus is on the completely other foot. The mm -hmm. shoe is on the other foot. So this is the roundtable format. This is the mechanical aspect of leadership. This mm -hmm. is the coaching, the what do I do? We talked last week about what do I do with Bob, mm -hmm. right? Bob won't do his job and I don't know what to do. Uh, this project is going sideways and I don't know what to do. So this is the point where we're going to sit down together as a group and we're going to bring this stuff with us mm -hmm. and we are going to hash it out together. Mm -hmm. We are going to work as a team together. We're going to go around the round table. All of these Knights of the Round Table there's, references. There's a bit, yeah, except everyone has jetpacks. Jetpacks of the round table? Ooh, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> it just gets deeper. It's true. Yeah. So sort of I, like an onion. It's got layers. So, onion! Yeah. So in the monthly peer group session, we're solving real-time problems for real-time people. Mm -hmm. who, this is a, a very roll-up-our-sleeves kind mm -hmm. of session where you are actually bringing your problems that you are struggling with right now. And one of my favorite parts about this process is that after everybody leaves that second monthly session, when they're having problems in the real time and they call us up in the email and they ask for on-call support. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited to find out how those things are turning out and what we can do to help. Yep, absolutely. And I would love at these peer group sessions to start, lead the first 10, 15 minutes of the session mm -hmm. to go around and, and ask questions about the whatever we addressed last month. Yeah. How did that go? Yeah. What happened? Uh, but I think the other value here is that we can work together so that Everybody in the group is both getting the benefit of that advice mm -hmm. for their problems, but also getting the benefit of giving their own advice, of mm -hmm. sharing their own experiences. Uh, and, and I think that it's a, a much overlooked thing that giving someone else advice and helping someone else work through something is another really powerful way to learn about how to do things. Mm -hmm. And we'd see a lot of different opinions, a lot of different approaches, and we could talk through all of that. But in addition to that, at the same time, we still have Jason at the table and have your your input, your experience, so that you know if, say, the group is running off down the road on something they want to do, then you mm -hmm. can say, wait, you might want to think about permitting mm -hmm. or you know, whatever or the- Or safety or legality. Whatever right? the real world caution is, mm -hmm. we still have that, that wisdom. And in fact, Another part of this is I think that there would definitely be a mentorship element of mm -hmm. this where uh, for little 
little day-to-day problems, just like your coaching people can call you Mm -hmm. and let you know anytime they're having an issue. In the same way, all of these guys would have access to that. And if they call you and they need help with something that's a bigger picture item, we can always address that and figure out what to do Mm -hmm. with it. Um, But ultimately, I think that that sort of mentoring relationship is an important part of Mm -hmm. this experience. Well, and the reason why we got into this business is because of the relationships. Absolutely. And so we're not in it for a quick buck. We're here to help people get better. Mm-hmm. We, we help people, we fix things. And the, the connections component is really uh, the deepest part of the Jetpack Leadership Cohort. Yep, absolutely. So moving into that conversation, the connections, because they do get mm-hmm. a connection with Arcade, mm-hmm. which is something that I like to think is meaningful. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we know a lot of people and, and like to help people. Uh, but they also get connections with one another Mm -hmm. so that 10 years down the road, they could come across a problem and go, you know what, I know a really great electrician that I happen to meet in this peer group. Mm -hmm. And the idea that these people would maintain these connections, and in my mind, in my vision of how this goes, you know, it's a very new idea, I would love to imagine that we would do this year after year and, and kind of build this whole network of communications mm-hmm. uh, that that there's sort of, I would love to have alumni who feel like they got a lot out of it and come to the introductory parties and, and um, come and teach at different workshop sessions when they feel like that's something they'd like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to build a whole community around this. I think I like the idea of it being much bigger than just a training session or uh, a a thing that you do twice a month until Mm -hmm. it's over. Well, and the connections with industry folks has been my single greatest asset. Uh, That one of our uh, favorite quotes about my career is related to to that topic, that uh, something along the lines of, I seem to know an endless number of Mm -hmm. industry connections, right? Mm -hmm. And it's more important that you access those connections at the right point Mm -hmm. and know exactly who to call and when to call and what to ask. Mm -hmm. And we're essentially creating that machine here and now where you'll have access to get to people, to get to information and resources that could make a critical difference in your career. Absolutely. And, and in the day to day, on every project, every issue that comes up. I think about all of the times that in our career, something comes up and we go, I know just the person to call. Yeah. And then we call that person and then we get that answer and then we have fixed that problem in yeah. a much more elegant way than we would have ever come to on yeah. our own. And oftentimes in areas of expertise that we don't have in-house. Absolutely. So that's kind of the core of, of the connection piece. It's easy to see how you you build connections just through the sessions, just mm-hmm. through the Tuesday nights or whatever night of the week that is, right? Through the workshop sessions, through the peer group. But I think the other important part to, to kind of dive into here is the other way that this is built in order to, to really push that connection aspect is the idea that it is a year-long program. Mm-hmm. This is not intended to be something that you can just jump into for one Tuesday and then leave. Uh, so in that sense, this is a program that we want you to sign on to and, and be part of the cohort for the next year. And so for that reason, if you sign up as an individual, if you see this and say, that's what I need, I'm going to do that, then we want you to be committed uh, so that you have skin in the game, so that you have a reason to, to stick with this all the way through. 
And if your company sends you, I think it's important to understand that, you know, if you're a company and you're thinking about sending someone to this, that sends a very particular message to say, I'm going to send you to this and you're going to be doing this for the next mm -hmm. year of your life. And it's investment. We're going to invest in you in that way because a year is a drop in the bucket compared to the life that we expect you to have here at our company and the, mm -hmm. the family that you are a part of. Yeah, you're worth it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I think that's another, you know, when we talk about all the working pieces of how this is put together so that if you can't sign up for the Jetpack cohort, you kind of understand some more of those pieces, mm -hmm. then an important piece of it is that commitment element. If it's just, if we just were to hold this and say every Tuesday you can show up, not show up, or it's not. cool, then that whole connections element goes away. You could still get a lot from the workshop activities, from the assessment, from the peer group sessions, you could still get a lot out of those things if we had a rotating group of people, just a, a rotating door coming and going. But by having that skin in the game, that commitment that says, we're going to do this and we're going to do this for a year, mm -hmm. uh, that's a, a very different element. And I think that what I'm hoping to see is that by the end of the group, you will get this room in which you can say anything, mm -hmm. in which you trust everyone in the room in a very particular way and know everyone in the room in a very particular way. It's a safe space. Mm -hmm. I So when I started my eighth grade English class, it was a very weird thing where our teacher made us all get out of our desks and sit on the floor. And she said... Leveling. Mm -hmm. And so we're all sitting on the floor. Was the teacher on the floor or no? Yes, she was on the floor. She mm -hmm. was Mrs. Lute and she was the, yeah, most meaningful English teacher I ever had in my life. And she put us all on the floor, and then she said to us, you don't know this right now. You think you're just sitting in another classroom. But the truth is, by the end of this class, by the end of this school year, these people in this room are going to have changed your life. And this class is going to have changed your life because this is different than any English class you've ever been in. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, it was different than any English class I had. Scotch. Any English class I had ever been in and any English class I would ever be in again. And what it was grade? Eighth grade. Eighth grade. And I, can, I could list for you names of people who were in that class, and I could not tell you who was in my eighth grade science class, not for a minute. Could not tell you who was in eighth grade gym class, mm -hmm. other than maybe people who put me in lockers. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I can tell you the people who were in that class. I would like to see this group become a safe place mm -hmm. and become a place where we can all kind of address our weaknesses, address our self-awareness components. And I think that by having this committed group that stays the same over the entire year, that's how we do that. Mm -hmm. I'm so, excited. Yeah. So that's the connections piece. Yeah. So moving on to some of the kind of housekeeping info. Mm -hmm. So other things about the way that we plan to do this and it's this is kicking off now. Yeah. This is so it, it will likely be in the evening, right? Afternoon, mm -hmm. evening. Mm -hmm. And we'll be providing food, dinner. Mm -hmm. uh, it's always good to, to, when you're bonding with people, to break bread yeah. and share food. And all dietary restrictions are met and all that good stuff. Okay. And we can have uh, in-office support for kitchen help if we need to. Yeah. Um, but it's important for us for all the folks who want to participate, that we actually go through some reasonable meet and greet, some reasonable interview process. Yeah, we absolutely want to just have a chat 
get the lay of the land, understand mm-hmm. who you are. And, and the biggest piece, I think, for me is making sure that we feel like they're serious enough that they will actually show up. They're committed. Yeah, because I think, you know, I don't, the interview process is not about are you smart enough? Are mm-hmm. you good enough? It's do you want to do this enough that you're actually going to come two times a year for the rest of the year? Because if we start with a group and that group shaves down to half mm-hmm. by the second half of the year, we lose something there. So, you know, there there is going to be an interview process and we are going to vet the uh, people who join, but I would not let that be an intimidating factor because it's not about whether you're good enough. It's about whether you honestly get the scope of this mm-hmm. and want to do it. Yeah. And if, if you just decide not to attend, then you're letting everybody else in the cohort down. Absolutely. Right. And so the intent is that this is your jetpack. This is your fuel. This is your power. Absolutely. This is the, this is the power that's going to fuel you forward into the next phase of your career. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have a, a open house intro event mm-hmm. where everybody can meet and greet and, uh, and kind of size everybody up and start getting comfortable with the idea of spending a year with these people. And this is, I think, before we actually lock in all of Mm -hmm. our participants. This is more of an introduction to the cohort. Mm -hmm. So I would see this event being in the future. I would like to try to have all of our alum or as many as possible of our alumni Mm -hmm. at this event so that you could talk to them and find out more about what they got out of it. And we'll have games. Yeah. We'll get the VR set up. We'll have some snacks. Commodore. Yes, we'll run the Commodore 64, which mm-hmm. is going really well. We'll talk more about that later. But mm-hmm. my Commodore 64 that Jason told me nobody was going to care about, uh, he was wrong. Everybody loves it. <laughs> Everybody loves it. It's so fun. So space is limited. We want to make sure that we keep the class size small, that we keep the cohort small. Absolutely. This needs to be a small enough group that people can get really personal about uh, what it is they're doing and about their progress. Mm-hmm. So I, I this is not a, a hundred person mm-hmm. group where we're all just sitting in a room full of people. Yeah. This is about knowing every single person that is at that round table. Yeah. And feel like it's a dozen or less. You really want to keep it small and tight. Yep. Close close quarters. Yep, absolutely. Right? So uh, one of the items that comes up in any type of cooperative group, any mm-hmm. type of mixed group where you have people who are potentially competitors mm-hmm. in the outside world is how do we make sure that we're not uh, helping our, our competition? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that that's worth addressing that, you know, I think the first piece of that is that when we talk about awareness of our strengths and weaknesses, I think it's fair to say that Jason and I are uh, pretty strong at managing that, that kind of conflict of interest zone mm-hmm. because we do work for people who are competitors of one another. We work for people who are sitting across from the table at mm-hmm. negotiations and we are working for both sides. Yeah. We we work with a lot of different people and I like to think that we do a good job at maintaining the distance that we need to in order to keep everything above board in the way it needs to be. One of my favorite experiences is coaching a subcontractor through a project mm-hmm. and then having a general contractor who we've done training for call us in mm-hmm. and we're negotiating on behalf of the subcontractor and they see us at the other side of the table and mm-hmm. they're actually comforted by that fact yep. that they know exactly what it is that they're going to get. Yep. It's going to be a tough fight, but they know that we're going to be fair and reasonable and yep. to that end, the training that we provide to all of the different uh, uh, competing trades, the, the approach that we take is we want to train everybody up to be able to play their best. Mm-hmm. And on game day, it comes down to how good do you play? Yep. 
How strong is your team? So that being said, us kind of having a lot of experience at managing that and understanding when can you say the name and when should you keep the name quiet? Mm -hmm. When can you divulge certain information and when is that information better played close to the chest? Or more importantly, if I'm going to share a problem with the group, which elements of that are important that I share and which elements are not going to really contribute to the solution and I yeah. should just keep those to myself. Yeah. So in that way, I think you know part of the plan is definitely that at the beginning of that peer group session, uh, there would very much be a process where they could bring to us what they're going to share if they're worried that there might be places where it's questionable and we can walk them through hand in hand how best to share it. How to filter it. In a way that protects their company and protects their image, uh, but also gets the working help that they need. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, the first piece of that is you can count on us to help manage that and make sure that that the right things are shared and the right things are kept close. But I think also that another part of this is, the truth is, the best people for this group, the best companies for this group are the companies that know that our connections with other companies help us. They make us stronger, not weaker. And that other people knowing we aren't perfect is not the end of the world. Uh, I think, you know, if you, if we are talking to a company who is very concerned that no one ever knows that we have any weaknesses in any of Mm -hmm. our people ever, they're probably not the company who wants to send someone to this event anyway. So I like to believe that there's going to be kind of an organic uh, management of this that I, I like to believe it won't be a serious concern mm-hmm. uh, that these groups will be close to one another and even if two people are from competing electric companies that's okay um, but that being said there are a lot of trades in the industry right now yeah. and we could easily get a whole group of people who one person is from every unrelated trade and mm-hmm. those are great valuable connections yeah. So I I like to think that that won't be a major concern, but if it's something Mm -hmm. that you have concerns about, that you want to send someone but you're concerned, uh, feel free to talk to us and we're happy to talk more about, more specifically, how we can make sure you're protected. Mm -hmm. So, what else? What's our jetpack? What's our jetpack? Taylor Ruxpin. Well, no, so I had said is uh, Sword in the Stone. Mm And that's a good one because, like, I think the Sword in the Stone might be at the intro event. Mm. I think we might have that, and we might set that up, and that might happen. And I feel like we have a lot. So, of what is it? What's the jetpack? Sword in the Stone. You had said Sword in the Stone and Jarrett, and mm-hmm. like, I'm definitely interested to see if Jarrett could pull the sword from the stone. Well, I want to find out. I I believe I know the answer. I believe mm-hmm. Jarrett could absolutely pull the sword from the stone. You know, it's going to get really weird one day when people take screenshots of the jetpacks of Jarrett and put it into jetpacks. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get uh, weird. Well, that would involve getting a lot more involvement than we currently get. Like, it's all right. We are still... I mean, I, so I'm just looking like 100 years old. Right yeah, our listenership is, is rising, but we are still doing more screaming into the void than we are talking okay. to people. Void, are you listening? Void, are you there? Yeah. So it's, it, is, it is sword from the stone, and just know that... I thought it was sword in the stone. No, it's sword from the stone, because the sword in the stone implies it's just there. It's just been there for mm. hundreds of years. Mm. But like sword from the stone pull that out you know to get it out probably corrode it and like i have some some thoughts about how we can involve people in this activity 
That would be a lot of fun. But, like, you better start thinking about Because, like, we could use my, like, dumb Shira sword that's all mm-hmm. made of plastic. But I feel like that's not the right sword. Not the right sword. Maybe, like, we need to figure out a... Have a real sword. Well, you want to be careful. <laughs> oh, blunted. Are we having no, like alcohol a training sword. this event? <laughs> uh, I thought we were talking about, like, champagne and, like, maybe yeah. even doing, like, a, a keg or something. Which, yeah. if we were going to do that and have a sword, yeah. I feel no, like, no, no, at no. the very It'd least, be we like might... like a training sword. We might lose, like, some glass, like, boards or something in the room. No, no, no. Yeah. I feel like the right sort of person for this group wouldn't be afraid to swing a sword around. You no, know? we're not swinging it. You're just pulling it out. Once you get it out, what do you do? You're not going to brandish it? You know, ACT is cheap. All I'm saying is, if you pulled a sword from a stone, mm-hmm. you're not going to brandish it? ACT. You're not going to swing it Through the ceiling. Okay, so we tell them... Make sure you don't swing left and right. That's right. Just stop. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It is going to be a super fun party, and we are going to put the date for the open house out. And even if you don't think you could possibly do this, you would still be welcome at the open house if you want to come and hang out and learn more about it and think about it for future years. Or so. if you have people in mind who you think would be a good fit. Absolutely. You could refer people, bring yeah. people. If this sounds like fun, then by all means, talk to us. Come to the open house. Come check it out. Come and check it out. Yeah. Watch for it. It's going to be a lot of fun. So you can find us. At www.thecriticalpath. No, back up. You okay. can find us what? on Jetpack Cohort. You can find us at www.jetpackcohort.com, where I have recently built a beautiful page to lay out. Actually, if you listen to this whole podcast, you probably know more about the cohort than the website will tell you, Mm. but you can use it to share it with other people. You can find us on um, TikTok. Not yet. Not yet, but you know we do have a social media coordinator who might be able to help us set up some TikTok videos. I hope if, so. I actually, hope so. TikTok might be a cool place to do like your like LinkedIn videos, oh, yeah. right? Instead of YouTube, like mm-hmm. do TikTok videos yeah. about like what not to do on LinkedIn. Love it. Let's talk about that. Let's, okay. Let's have some discussions about Find that. Find us on Jason Sturgeon on LinkedIn or Mary Ann Sturgeon. No, I'm like something like Arcade Mary Sturgeon. But if you search Mary Sturgeon, you'll find me. You don't have to have like a link. You can also get to it on our website, which is at www.arcadewayfinding.com. And you can get to everybody's individual. You can find us on Tom Dew Space Side Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. I feel very sure that, so the the whiskey, the scotch is called Tom Dew. Well, I don't think it is called Tom Dew. It's T-A-M-D-H-U. But I believe it's probably some like super Scottish like Tom Do. It's like like Tom or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's like if anybody knows how this Scotch is pronounced, let us know. Let us know. Let us know. And speaking of letting us know, we're trying to get kind of an interactive forum off the ground to have more interactions with listeners. Mm-hmm. So you can go to www.jarrettsandjarrettes.com. You can get the link in the show notes. Um, if you want to sign up and communicate with us i think probably there's going to be like a you're going to have to like email me and let me know or a contact form because you know what's going on now is we're getting like 
seven to 10 spam accounts per day set up on the forum. Just we have so many spam account fans. They're trying Thank you, spam to hack accounts. our forum and they don't want to listen to our podcast and they don't want to interact with us. They just want to spam our forum and it's rude. You know? Are we out of here? I think we're out of here. Oh, uh, did I say? I don't believe I actually said www.thecriticalpathwithmaryandjason.com or anywhere that you find podcasts. Uh, and leave us a review or a thumbs up or whatever there is on your podcast directory because that helps other people find us. There you go. I think that's it. Stay tuned. There are some good outtakes. We're out. Like some Teddy Ruxpin outtakes. Deep, deep, deep. There's some really good stuff. I delve deep. Deep takes. To cider. Out. <laughs> okay. We did it. so Two. Scotchisode part two. No, I'm thinking. You can like put your music on MySpace so you could sing about what your interests. What are the kids doing now? Oh, TikTok. TikTok. You could TikTok it. Oh, Jason learned about TikTok this weekend yeah. because uh, more, more on that in the outtakes. Our, our son had his 14th birthday party, mm-hmm. and our daughter, 16, Cadence, you may have seen her around or heard her on the podcast or heard her on the podcast. She brought a friend. And they spent the entire, because they were much too cool to play Nerf with 14-year-olds, they spent the whole time in the bathroom, quote-unquote, making TikToks. Mm-hmm. So Jason was exposed to TikTok for the first time and for the learned first time. about it. Here we go. This is that's how it takes. Can you, can you TikTok? Uh, should we put Arcade on TikTok? You know what we wanted to do? Hmm. We wanted to have an Arcade Twitch stream, which yeah. if you don't know what Twitch is, it's, it's true. for live streaming video games. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to... We should live stream the Commodore. Oh, we could. <laughs> we could do that. We could put the Commodore on Twitch. Yes. So we wanted to start a Twitch channel and live stream ourselves playing retro video games while we talked about business development leadership development yeah because so many of our best ideas happen when we're playing video games together so we were going to start a twitch channel but we didn't because we're busy we already have a lot going on lots of stuff to do and honestly i don't know how many of our listeners are like super like into the twitch community Mm. so i think zero to one well, so if you're into Twitch mm-hmm. and you want to watch me kick Jason's butt at retro video games <laughs> on a regular basis, let us know that you're interested in the Twitch channel and yeah. maybe that will happen one I think day. it's called a Twitch stream. You can go to Twitch stream. It's a channel, though. It's, a stream it's a is Twitch, one. Twitchiverse. So they could watch a Twitch stream of me kicking your butt at Mario Kart. Twitch twalk. Or they could... No. Or they could go to the Twitch channel to see a vast array of me kicking your butt mm. in every appearance Mario has made in the last 10 years. Here we go. See how that works? Strap in. Outtakes, it's fine. Okay. You're outtaked. I get to decide who's outtaked. I'm editing in real time. Yeah, I get to outtake Being decisive. you whenever I want. So, leadership cohort. See, you just said that? It's erased. What? I outtook it. No. No, it's gone. I'm no. going to delete it. I'll say it again. Go ahead. You know why? I can delete it as many times as you can <laughs> say it. <laughs> okay, back to it. Give me a little more scotch. I need it. What's Oh, it's on. You're gonna pour it on my microphone. Is that what's going on? Oh, you want them to hear you pouring it? That's for you guys. So if you're drinking along and you're not in the car.
Don't drink along in your car, please. No, don't do that. I mean, unless you want to like do it no. with your like uh, no. mega-sized bucket of Coca-Cola. If you're in Indiana, I think no, no. it's legal there. No, no. If you're if you have a Coca-Cola instead of a scotch, mm-hmm. then you can drink along in your car. Or okay. if you're at home with a scotch, then that was just the you know like when you're a kid and you read. Did you ever do the read-along books? Where it's like they choose your own adventure. No, no, no. Where it's like a they play it and then they're like, turn the page at the tone. No. And then you're going through and then it's like really? that costs money. No, no. It's just someone gives it to you for like your birthday or something. Mm. Oh, you know what it was though? Partly, mm. I had a Teddy Ruxpin. Ah, money. <laughs> I had a Teddy Ruxpin. <clears throat> Mary's a richer. It's not true. I know your dad was a truck driver. No, my dad saw the Teddy Ruxpin shortly after he moved from the truck to the office, mm. saw it at a Sears at a demonstration and decided this is what an up-and-coming office worker like me buys for his children for you're, Christmas. You're blowing out the mics that's over okay. Teddy this, Ruxpin. That's how it takes. The ding, and then that's time to like turn the page. Never had it. Well, Teddy Ruxpin, all he really does is look around and open his mouth and tell you when to turn the page. I think there, I only ever knew one kid who had it. Were you going to take Ruxpin for the office? I really don't. <laughs> I can really program it to do some messed up I'm stuff. sure. <laughs> Not worth it. I could access those servos and have it do all kinds of crazy things. Anyway. More I scotch, please. build in more servos. I could build in an arm oh, servo so I can drink scotch. It can come after you? I mean... That's a whole other story. My China okay. doll that... I, we're, this is all... We're an outtake night right now. Are we? This is all, yeah, this is all going to be outtake. We didn't have any at the beginning, so I'm intentionally mm. kind of veering the outtakes here and there. Uh, I had, yeah, I won't, I, I won't go into the story right now about my China doll that kept coming back to kill me. I remember you that. You know that story. Yeah. Anyway, so back into it. So 